Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Erlingus is to permanently close its cabin crew base in Shannon in an effort to reduce costs because they're not being supported by the state. 81 cabin crew worked from the base and they will be offered either enhanced severance or where possible transfer to Dublin. Well, so what are they going to do in Dublin? There's nothing for them to do there. A further 45 ground staff in Shannon will remain laid off. The airline is also to temporarily close its base in Cork Airport from September until late November due to planned work that will result in the runway being shut down. Currently around 60 ground staff and 98 cabin crew are employed there. And the airline also has warned of the potentially more layoffs and that further redundancies will be needed. Look, earlier this month, Aerling has said it had lost £103 million. 103 million during its first three months of this year alone, following the 361 million that they last lost last year. They're getting close on now to a half a billion euro. Reacting to the devastating news last night, Recover Irish Aviation tweeted, and now the Aer Lingus Shannon base is permanently closed. Devastating news for all the workers in Shannon. No aviation plan discussed today. This is simply not good enough. Outlier Ireland. And Nick Gammon from Recover Irish Aviation uh, joins me on the line. Good afternoon to you, Nick. Good afternoon, now. Nick, it isn't good enough. Yesterday, I know um, some independent TDs had brought, the, uh, brought it to the attention of the Minister in relation to the Irish aviation industry and what supports are being made available to them, which is literally none. We also heard a report of you know somebody getting onto a Ryan airplane for nine euro and there was only, I don't know, 17 people on the plane or something like that. It just isn't viable to do because they've made it so difficult for anybody to actually get on a plane. This is in the UK, by the way, I'm talking about. They, they've made it so difficult for people to actually go anywhere. There's no end to this, Nick. No end to it. No, there really is no end to it, especially when we are seeing things like the insulting and patronising uh, uh, putting off of aviation off the agenda yesterday uh, in the, the Cabinet meeting. Uh, you know, we have it on good authority from various government sources who we would have close links with that in the past, if something is important and needs to be discussed, the meeting is just extended. Yesterday, aviation was completely bumped off the agenda. Uh, exactly as you said earlier on, at the same time that people all over the country are starting to lose their jobs, with a concentration now, of course, in the West. Uh, you know, Shannon, and then, of course, Cork, uh, where people are now being uh, laid off. A lot of people with uh, the Erlinger space being laid off uh, for several months. Uh, because of the runway closure, which is just an absurd timing uh, to actually close the runway and resurface it when they could have done it six months ago. Uh, that does seem like a bizarre. Break. That seems like a, a bizarre decision, by the way, to do it now. I mean, why didn't they do that last summer? Well, we you have to ask, but I mean, we're asking a lot of questions these days with what's going on because none of it seems to make sense. I but mean, are, are they, you ever? I mean, Nick. People are listening today and they're hearing stories of 100 people in hospital with COVID. Can I say the word with, by the way? And I was challenged by uh, a professor online over this, which I don't care about. He's now blocked me and I couldn't care less. But because as far as I'm concerned, there's 100 people in hospital with COVID. Some are there because they have COVID. Others are there for other reasons and tested positive for COVID, right? Out of a population of 5 million people. And yet, a plane is not allowed to take off the ground. I mean... This is just getting beyond a joke. Well, when I say it's not allowed to take off, you get a two grand fine if you dare get on us. So 
I mean, where are we going with it? There's, there's no end to it. There's no logic anymore or science to this. I mean, surely you guys have data to show that it's, you know, it's safe to travel, particularly to certain countries in the world who have less cases than us or are safer than us. And the very fact that the majority of people who are vulnerable are now vaccinated or at least have one jab, uh, particularly to the likes of the United Kingdom and places like that where they literally have herd immunity at the moment. I mean, surely to God at this stage, we should be looking at getting back to some semblance of normality. Uh, of course, exactly, and you know the fact that they, we were bumped off the agenda again yesterday kind of speaks volumes. Um, the minister for transport, or minister for no transport, it seems at the moment, uh, said today that the, the jobs that have been lost will will come back. I mean that. Oh me, yeah, that that's just, nice to know. To me, that just it just seems it seems yeah, ludicrous. Yeah. And uh, maybe he yeah, should I mean, tell that to the families who are sitting around a table this morning, wondering where they're going to pay their mortgage next month. Well, 100%. And don't forget now, uh, this uh, the closing of Cork, uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg in the sense that with every single construction project that this government ever seems to get involved when it overruns. So if now this Cork project, uh, which is designed to finish in November, if that overruns, Cork Airport loses Christmas. And they then actually will then lose pretty much everything. No airline, Irish airlines will operate in there until next summer, because why would they in January or February where airlines traditionally lose money? And to address your earlier point about uh, countries that are highly vaccinated, such as the UK, we see no movement on the travel bubble within the, with the common travel area, being the UK. And we still continue to lock up Americans, uh, which is one of the highest vaccinated countries in the world. I, it doesn't make any sense. And what are, what are other, I mean, just to give us some idea, because most of us wouldn't know what's going on in like Sweden and Finland and Germany and other the countries around Europe, France, Spain, etc., etc. What are they doing? Are they allowing travel between, you know, sort of if I want to go on holidays from Spain to Germany or if I want to go from wherever it is, from France to uh, Finland, can I go? I mean, are they allowing the travel? I mean, I know Ireland is a bit of an outlier when it comes to all this, but are they allowing travel? I think a bit of an outlier is a bit of an understatement now. But uh, let's take Germany as a good example. Uh, they have just uh, they've recently come out and started to ease uh, with considerable uh, effect uh, travel restrictions. And they have seen unprecedented bookings for travel to the likes of the USA um, and, and around Europe. We are, compl- we are a complete outlier. Look at the UK. Are they allowed, are they allowed to go to the USA? Have, has Biden lifted the travel ban but from you? Biden, Biden is, is, is talking about doing that very shortly. Okay. So the, the, the point of this is, is that the demand is there. And that airlines require this boost uh, in order to get through, uh, the, you know, the coming months. And look what happened yesterday. We had even the likes of Timmy Dooley coming out, who's, a, you know, a, a Claire TD, coming out and actually blaming Air Lingus for what has gone on in this country, when it's very clear that it's his government policy that's doing it. But more importantly now, what other, what other states are doing? is rapid antigen testing before... Oh, well, well, you heard what Philip Nolan said about that. You know, you might as well buy a bit of snake oil with it as well. Now, he has been condemned for that, for for his remarks, because obviously the skin in the game for everybody in there in effort, right? But he's been condemned for his remarks in relation to referring to his snake oil. So they either believe in rapid antigen testing or they don't. And I think Stephen Donnelly made a bit of a fool of himself on, on News Talk there during the week in relation to the questions he was asked by Pat Kenny about rapid antigen testing. Yeah, I would suggest that Stephen Donnelly and Philip Nolan cringe every single time they have to look at either those tweets or that interview. Um, absolutely ridiculous. But we, we are in this, you know, we, this has even been picked up by professors in the USA who have actually come to the aid of the Irish I've, people. I've seen a <laughs> professor Mina, uh, Mina, is that his name? Yeah, Correct. And actually what's very interesting is, is there's some new data out now talking about 
um, the PCR testing. At the moment, we are requiring a PCR test to travel taken within 72 hours of departure. Well, that is absolutely ridiculous because the three days that pass between your negative PCR test and traveling, you could arguably be ragingly infectious by the time you travel. The way to go is a rapid antigen test. Which which says you are infectious at that particular moment in time. Which is, which is the risk. But what I heard yesterday, I, I watched a woman being interviewed, and I think it was in the UK, and she was getting onto a Ryanair flight to Portugal. Or no, it wasn't Ryanair. I think it might have been some other flight to Portugal. Anyway, she was going to Portugal. And she, what she couldn't understand was she was fully vaccinated with the two jabs, and yet she had to produce a test. And I'm going, so what? And she said, you know, this will work. We can get back to traveling. She worked for a travel company and she was testing it out for research purposes. But she said, this is too much trouble. It's too much red tape. You know, it's going to take too long to do all this. It's just not going to work out. It's not going to be viable for airlines to do this. So if somebody is vaccinated, why are we asking them to produce tests as well? I think it just comes back to this abundance of caution uh, that we have seen many times. But I mean, the, 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 the plan out of this is there. The, the aviation restart plan was published a long time ago. And even since the last time we spoke now, which was probably, I think, over a month ago, uh, when we were very positive about the outlook of return to travel, absolutely nothing has been done. Uh, and, again, and by the way, what about the supports for your staff and the, you know, the, the thousands of people who are affected directly by the closure of aviation and by the indirect, the people infected indirectly by tourism? I mean, what has been put in place, uh, you know, both here and other countries in relation to supporting that staff to make sure they don't go off and start working in hotels and restaurants or, or whatever it is they might want to go off and do? Because we did speak to a guy yesterday who, was, who had a very good job in aviation and actually now he's, uh, he's, a, he's cleaning up somewhere in a car park. So, I mean, what I'm saying is people are taking alternative jobs. So what's to stop, you know, the fact that you might not have staff when all this comes back? Well, we have some of the most, uh, you know, some of the weakest supports uh, in Europe, that's for sure. I mean, you know, you always hear uh, politicians harp on about the 150 million that was given to uh, Lingus. It was not given. It was a commercial rates loan. They had to pay it back over three years. Uh, that was pr- pretty much the extent of the support over and above the TWSS and the pub, which were given to every single, uh, you know, employer in the country that needed it. Um, if we look at then, uh, we, let's use Germany again as an example, 12 billion given to Lufthansa. Um, you know, uh, we've, we've, been, we've seen millions given in the UK, in, 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 in France and Spain. All of these countries have supported their airlines to no end, and especially the countries uh, that have uh, shut down their borders completely, uh, you know, further afield. And what, and what are we given to Ireland, the Irish aviation industry? Well, again, how much have we given them? Well, they gave 80 million to the airports, uh, which are essentially semi-state uh, enterprises anyway, um, and they, uh, which, was, which, which pales in comparison to what other countries have given. And uh, again, 150 million in a loan to Aer Lingus. In a loan. Some- Aer- and Aer Lingus alone have lost uh, 361 last year and 103 in the first quarter this year. Correct. So there's, so there's no way they're going to make up the deficit on that big one, yeah. Well, more importantly now, the £150 million was given at the end of last year, and that was to deal with last year's problem. You know, since then, we've had the, 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 the whole debacle around the UK variant, which has, by the way, come out uh, and been proven to not be as bad as they thought. It was in the right, well, the well, the latest one, just to keep you in check, and I, I read a, a great article in a book, um, I can't remember the lady's name, it's called State of Fear, and it's a fact-check book, by the way, just for anybody who's, who doesn't like misinformation, this book is fact-checked, and she's a psychologist, and she talks about the Indian variant being used to nudge compliance. 
um, in the UK. And this is another way. I mean, again, there is no evidence out there at all whatsoever that the Indian variant is any more dangerous to people. But yet it seems to be every time, you know, we kind of get back to a little bit of normality or there's a bit of, you know, lack of compliance, we throw in an L new variant. That'll keep them in check. Uh, I, I can't comment on the psychology element of this, but what I can see is the evidence suggests that, um, you know, you know the, the, the vaccines are working against this uh, variant. There is a little bit of a spike in the UK, but, but that is actually in an area where there was very high incident of vaccine, sort of the people turning down the vaccine. That's right. I read that article, uh, we, yeah. We, we're going to see uh, all the vaccines are going to be uh, very effective against this. Our vaccine rollout is continuing. Uh, I think that the Irish people are uh, well sort of genned up now that that, is, that okay. seems to be the most Okay, so, so I do, okay, Nick, just before you go, do you... Do you predict, are you are you losing the will to live when it comes to predicting at this stage? Because when I spoke to you there going back a couple of months ago, we predicted, oh, we should be back in the air by June, end of June. Uh, you know, when I say back in the air, you know, with some sort of green list countries and a green passport of some description. Now it looks like, according to Leo Varadkar, who speaks out of both sides of his mouth on a regular basis, that it looks like it might be end of August. Yeah, you, you really can't predict what uh, Leo's going to say from one day to the next. Uh, I, I will give you that. What we need to find out here is who is holding the reins. Is it our elected officials or is it a doctor? It's because a- that is the way it seems. Okay, thank you very much indeed, Nick, and I appreciate you coming on the air today. Unfortunately, not much hope in what we had to say today. Uh, thank you, Nick Gammon from Recover Irish Aviation. Spare a thought again today as well for all the people who work in aviation in this country and all those people who are indirectly affected uh, by tourism because we don't have aviation. Uh, they're losing their livelihoods, losing their businesses, losing their homes possibly as well, and not being able to put food on the table. And there's no logical, scientific reason for it anymore, apart from uh, those uh, COVID-free people or whatever, the zero COVID people out there. That's almost become a cult. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.